0: Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman. This is episode 224. It's a conversation with Rachel McAlpine, the writer. Uh, she's a poet, she's, uh, she is or has been a novelist, a web writer, a blogger, a playwright, um, but she has a book of poems out. Um, she's written several books of poems. Her first book of poems came out in 1975. Uh, and this book that's through the Cuba Press is called How to Be Old. Rachel was 80. Uh, I mention that because we talk about that because that's what the poems are about. Um, she's, she blogs about that, she podcasts about that. She had an epiphany when she was uh, 75 that um, she was turning into an old person and she wanted to understand that, do some research on that and keep herself young and vital while learning about... Uh, the ageing process. Rachel's amazing she's an amazing writer, an amazing performer I've known her for a wee while Uh, we attend the same open mic quite regularly um, down at the Fringe Bar and in fact uh, August the 16th uh, coming up, she will be the guest poet at that that's a Sunday at the Fringe Bar from 4 till to 6pm and she'll be on in the second half reading some stuff from How to Be Old Um, I love this book I've read it a bunch of times, Uh, I've talked to Rachel about it, I've reviewed it and then I got to sit down with her and, and, and talk about that and a bit about her life and work and, and some of the ideas that motivate her. Uh, she's such a, a great spirit and life force and uh, I love this conversation and um, And I hope you do too. This is me talking with Wellington-based writer, Rachel McAlpine. And that's an old fashioned journalistic trick, I think, too. And the yes. whole sort of schmooze They just want to make before- you cry. The yes. whole schmooze oh, beforehand. I know. To, so <laughs> which is what you i've, know, I've just most... done which i've just done to you
1: no oh, no i don't feel like that because no, i know you yeah, yes yeah. but i know exactly what you mean they yeah. come in with all the cameras and yes. things and it's like you and they are in a little club uh, you're yeah. instantly in their club yeah. just for that oh, <laughs> yeah well, and that is very flattering but when, it's so predictable
0: when were you first interviewed
1: can't remember mm, probably
0: 1975 or four. yeah 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 I, I have no idea how possibly we could start this mm, and okay. and what exactly we're going to cover but I guess 1975 came up in your book launch Intense, and has been referenced yes. a lot and it feels mm. like a, a good enough place to start and then <laughs> we may even go back from there mm. but you, you know you reflected on this so that's when you released your first book yes. of poetry yeah and it was your first book yeah
1: oh except for Cyclist styled one with some lovely doggerel and drawings yeah. by my children that was on that very thick, sort of subsequently yellow, coarse school paper on yeah. this school machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still think that was a very charming little book, but <laughs> it wasn't, regardless. So you,
0: you launched this new book, mm. which we'll talk about too, mm. um, and Fiona Kidman, Dame Fiona Kidman, launched it and spoke. About how she also published her first mm. book in the same year, mm. and, and you guys are the it same age. And, remark, yeah. And, yeah, that's right. So that was. Now, what um, connected you to poetry before that? Like, when and did I, you. I wrote.
1: I think I was first published when I was about 10 because they had a children's page in the press way back mm.
0: then yeah mm. you haven't started have you yeah of course oh. <laughs> yeah I, 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 it's all a trick i've been, <laughs> been recording the whole time oh, yeah. <laughs> you okay. didn't see you didn't see that heifer, it's did a you?
1: strange looking thing that yeah
0: microphone it does look like <laughs> it's a taser and i, it's adult, a, I yeah, often get thing. um i often get um i've had to learn how to Travel with it because it well obviously now oh, yes. it's, it's not a problem, <laughs> but um, but going overseas with this and yeah. actually even going through any airport with it, yeah, yeah I've I've had people mm. take it out of the bag and they when they X-ray mm. it, they think it's a taser.
1: well, it looks like a little um, robot with an extremely yeah. long long nose and <laughs> crossed eyes, but all made of metal. And, yeah. um
0: Well, yeah, what I you're a podcaster? And what do you use?
1: I use um, a rotor just fix microphone because oh, yeah, yeah. I don't interview people, although I'm yeah. going to, yeah. I'm going to do a poetry one for after yeah, cool. one. but I have to really think, yeah. where does the microphone go, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, I've got a few little tricks, I think, and mm. I have it in a kind of a box thing, to, so it's not all echoey, because my yeah. studies, you know, it's not all those and things. It's a lot of hard services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, okay, so poetry. So you were published early on.
1: Yes, yeah, so I and think I was about 10. Yeah. And strangely enough, um, that was Aunt Hazel's page in the yeah, press. It was yeah. just an institution. And so I sent off um, stories and poems. But I also remember one of the first things they published was a sheet of paper with 12 Uh, cartoon horse's heads (laughs) sort Mm. of caricatures Mm. and I realised that even though I never never think of myself as drawing things, I actually have always done it. It helps, I do really bad drawings but they're like But you do do them well I do them well, I love it, (laughs) etc and that's always been true Um, and it often helps me think clearer and uh, I love it actually I I, I especially love colouring in Right. Have you ever done colouring
0: in? I've just started doing... <laughs> I've just started doing these messy, abstract scribble drawing. I'm, yeah. I can't draw at yeah. all. I can't even mm. do bad drawing
2: mm. badly,
0: let alone do it well. Um, <laughs> but I have just started, just in the last few months, experimenting mm. with... Um, I guess they're like old-fashioned scribble patterns, really. Ah, yeah, and yeah. And I'm really enjoying that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well... <coughs> Um, Galen Preston started up a little group in lockdown of, um, I call it the Morning Scribble, actually. Mm. So, I don't know, maybe a dozen people, maybe less. We we had to do a drawing every single day. And I just loved doing that. Was An a... assignment. Yes, it was. Yeah. And so I would do my little cartoon and then, oh, i got these lovely colouring in pencils. And um, I was always a terrible colourer in at school. Mm. And I used to look at my friend's... <laughs> piece of paper and she always got an A and you know she never went outside the lines mm. and <laughs> I'm allowed to I, don't, I don't go, outside go inside no, I just go everywhere but, yeah yeah but I love those colors <laughs> they're not even the right pencils they're mm. watercolor pencils but I love oh there's nothing better than going into the <laughs> shop and coming out with three new colors mm. yeah
0: yeah yeah so you you grew up in a family of all girls I did six and, girls and six girls six girls and mum and dad yeah, yeah, and what was happening in that family? Um, what are you? Just, what are some of your first uh, memories of of the gang? The gang, you know the, the the sheer number.
1: Well, they would be sitting around the table, you know, um, mother, father, six girls, and um, we all wanted to talk about our day, and, and all And you right, stuff are you right
0: say. in the middle. Yeah, much. I was
1: in the middle, and yeah. my dad eventually said we should raise our hands if we want to speak <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise we were all talking at once it was good for yeah and um because of a sex you always had one who was your your friend or ally mm-hmm. and it, whoever quarreled you probably weren't quarreling with your right yeah, yeah 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 we sort of you had a, a buddy you had yeah. a buddy and i remember uh, my mother was wonderfully sort of hands off actually she you know, we'd have breakfast, and if it was holidays, say, or there was an epidemic, ha, 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 yeah, <laughs> polio, for example, mm. and we are all home, doing, we'd do our correspondence school work in the 20 minutes or so, and then, off we go outside, go so go away, you know, go, have an adventure, they <laughs> always telling us to go off and have an adventure, so mm. that was a great mother. And then come home for lunch, she'd ring a gong. (laughs) The little (laughs) girls would come in from... (laughs) Different angles. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. And my dad was a minister, so he used to... It was in the country, Mm. different places around Canterbury. So Sundays, you know, I have to drive off somewhere. He was a terrible driver, but a very good dad. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so we'd drive off to some funny little church in the Wap Waps, and we'd stay inside and it was time for the sermon and then we mm. all run outside and play.
0: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what impact did the I guess what impact his his job and the church have on you? Like um, well quite a
1: lot of it comes out in this mm. book I think. Mm. Um, he was an extraordinary person and I always knew there was something very different about his delivery of the words in the Anglican services um, when I heard another minister. Because almost all the ministers of my time would sort of intone it in this special churchy sing-song voice. And um, my dad would just say every prayer as if he actually meant it and as if he was thinking about it and just talking. And um, that's had a big impact long yeah, afterwards because yeah. I don't do read my poems in a sing-song, churchy voice, which some people used to, you know, Mm, mm. as if it was, you know, very, very special and you had to be reverent.
0: Don't don't you think that's one of the things that... It's a bit like jazz, you know, poetry is a dirty word for a lot of people. And don't you think what you just described there is what puts a lot of people off the (laughs) idea of it, that that there's this reverence that they can't get instant purchase on?
1: Oh, I do agree, yes. And I think um, it was the fashion... When I was at school, it was a literary fashion um, to unpack every poem and decide what the theme was and what the poet wanted, what was the message. that mm. he, what The poet wanted to tell you something <laughs> really important and you had to sort of get it. And even when I was, I was at high school when this started happening, and it was how the teachers had been trained, um, and... Um, I just thought, even then I thought, surely poets don't write poems to tell you something. They just tell you if they want to tell you. Yeah. And surely they're doing it for fun. <laughs> and I still that's still my way, but I do now know that it's not the only way no. to write poems. Some people really do.
0: Well, one of the first lessons for me was seeing, <laughs> seeing Sam Hunt speak one of the first times. And I've seen him say this several times, I know it's part of his routine, but... He talked about poetry at schools, and you you know you get an English exam because mm. he was a teacher, and mm. you get an English exam that would say, "What is the poet trying to say?" Yeah. And he said, "I would tell kids." There you go. I would tell kids mm. just copy out the poem as the answer because mm. that is what the poet. you know, Copy that. the whole thing, yeah. and that was just such a. I love that too. I've, yeah. that, you know, that's just stayed with me forever. It's yes. like that is, that is the point of it. It's right there. Like, and, yes. if, it, and if it speaks yeah. to you. Mm. then it does <laughs> yes
1: it does it does or it doesn't and mm. um yes one of my friends said the other day um quite angry at someone who said oh i don't know what this poem is about you know they'd written it mm. she said, well if you don't know what it's about what's the point what's the point point?" and i thought <laughs> well, actually i don't always know what my poems are about mm. um Although the poems in How to Be Old, they're different. I, I pretty much do most of them. They're you know, very you, you direct. You know what you're doing there for sure, yeah. And, well, I just felt differently about these mm. poems um, because, I mean, certainly for years I've enjoyed playing with words and being enigmatic was, you know, part of the fun mm. that allow people to think whatever they like. Um and, you know, double meanings and allusions and sort of layers. It's all, it's a fun game. Mm. But in this book, How to Be Old, um, I'm not playing that game. Or only in one or two of the poems. Mm, mm. Um, there's certainly a little bit of skill involved. But basically I had just so many ideas about being old um, uh, that... I just want to share them. And that's
0: actually a bit how people are Mm-mm. responding. And mm-hmm. there's an, inst- I mean, there's an instruction in the title. Yes. So, you know, you've kept it. Like, it, it, in a way, it is like your version of a manual. Like, it, it's a, <laughs> well, a, a, a I, rule book or something. No,
1: I would dispute that. I think the only... It it comes across that way as if I mm. know exactly what I'm talking about and what you should do. Mm. No, I'm talking to myself, you know, trying to give myself a good talking to sometimes. Mm. And, but Elsie gives advice. She tells yes. you how to be old. That's where the advice is. No, but that's what
0: I love is <laughs> it's how to be old, and then it's and then it's in between. The way the cover is designed, in between, yes. it says poems, which is the clue that <laughs> yeah. you know this isn't. Just as matter of fact as the no. title, but mm. that's what it's setting you up for. Mm. Yeah, and I know. Mm. I, I wondered, like, you know what you're doing with these, and you know what you're going to say. Did you know that they were always going to be poems? Because some of these things could oh. be, could be said a different way or in a different yes. form. I
1: well, the the book kind of arose. It was quite long gestating. Um, to go back to nineteen seventy mm. five. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I was thinking, what's five years ago? 2015, right? right? Yeah. To, oh, 2015. To,
0: to when you were 75. Yes, that's yes. right. Yeah.
1: And round about that time, uh, I was a little bit late, kind of realising that I am actually not young anymore, <laughs> <laughs> and things were going to change. And I, um, I, it was the 75th birthday, I thought, gosh, that's an interesting number. My mother died at 70, and she thought everybody should die around about then, Um That was the received wisdom, I guess. Um, And I thought, well, I'm five years overdue, so perhaps I should have a look and see. Um, And I did these uh, quizzes, or no, they're questionnaires that they used to have quite a few online. Hmm. They probably still do. Insurance company had them. I didn't do those. I did sort of hospital ones. And um, they ask you about 40 questions about your lifestyle, your parents' Record your um, exercise patterns, your attitudes, and all the things that sort of... They're data, really, that feed into oh. a rough estimate. And it came up once, 99, and it came up again. I thought, that's rubbish, I'll do another one. And it was 98, and I fudged it a bit, I have to say. <laughs> and I was so furious. I was so mad. I, was, I just really had a tantrum. And then I sort of calmed down a bit and I thought, well, why am I angry at the idea that I might live to a 99? It must be because I think that everybody 99 is um, just, it's an impossible, terrible thing. And anyway, I did lots of research and I did a whole year. But because I'm a bit nerdy, you know, um, I wanted to sort of tackle it <laughs> systematically. I mm. thought, <laughs> okay, I'll... I'll spend one month dealing with one aspect of my life that they tell me are important if you want to live, if you're going to live a long life anyway, it would be good to be healthy yeah. and happy, right? Blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I did housing and, oh, well, what? I can hardly remember now. It landed up with identity, but health, all sorts of health aspects and social life and, um, and so on. And so I just sort of, two or three little things for each of those topics it is i mean i can't imagine anybody else actually wanting to do this but what the main thing it did for me because i did heaps of reading obviously Mm. uh, because you've got information huge tests and research going on all the time because we're a thing you know us old people Mm. there's more and more and more of us and so it's an issue keeping us happy and healthy So I learnt that um, what I did do was really very likely to help keep me healthy and active and so on. But mostly it happened in my head. I stopped thinking about old people as as boring old farts that I would never be, you know. (laughs) And I thought, oh gosh, they're people and I'm one of them. And um, that really made all the difference. Yeah, I mean, so
0: this huge like those, personal project. It's like those Facebook groups that you get signed up for and you, you, you got signed up for one of those groups you didn't know that you'd been signed up for it. you have been put into the age oh, club, yeah, you know? that is
1: absolutely <laughs> true. Yeah, so suddenly everybody's you're suddenly yeah
0: there. Suddenly you're in a club that you didn't know you signed up for. No. It's <laughs> so that's s- what you're describing. So yeah.
1: right. It's so right. And it happened quite suddenly because it wasn't... Our parents were not like that. I think I've forgotten where I was going with that. There was some terribly important. Poem we were talking about
0: there. the the poems and how oh, you knew yeah, they were yeah, coming. Oh yeah, po- yeah, And right. you were you were talking about the long gestation of the yeah longest gestation of this book, uh, and I was just I was going to cut in and say because some of these poems. Um, appeared in a chat book mm. a couple of years yeah. ago, for mm. example. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, your short term memory is fantastic. That's well, today.
0: Today, it is.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I so, have to pretend like I've done some research <laughs> for this, otherwise it doesn't fly. <laughs> but you
1: can remember what we're talking about, like half a minute ago. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really. Yeah. Good. Enjoy it while you Yeah, yeah, them, no, no, right? no. I am. Yeah,
0: that's why I'm showing off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, of course, having done this huge project personal project yeah nobody else well they did know about it because I couldn't stop blathering about it I bored everybody <laughs> to tears but I knew so much and uh, it was so important to me and I did want to write about it so I kept trying I blogged away that's mm, all right that's mm. just sort of messy it goes on but um it was not going to work as a book millions of other people are writing books about that you can trip over one of those books every minute and that's all good mm. though it wasn't me, and, and so, but all along the way, I was writing poems about it, and gradually that became much, much, much more interesting to me, and I'm so glad it went that way,
0: mm, <laughs> because
1: mm. people, they, I mean, it's more useful as a book of poems yeah, yeah, than it yeah. would be as anything else. And one of
0: the, one of the um, I mean, poems can be many things, and they can certainly be a type, a form of story, but they can also be a type of essay. Yes. And I think mm. you're, whilst these are absolutely 100% poems, <laughs> you're doing aspects of that. Mm. Yes. Um, in these poems sometimes too. You're bringing yeah. in memoir as poets do. Mm. Yeah.
1: That's right. I've been surprised at the number of people who say um, that they. That it's a sort of talking point or that they've been stuck. I've got them thinking things that they hadn't thought Mm, before. mm. So that's not the way. I mean, I'm speaking like this um, with a background of a lot of books of poetry and a lot of other books in the past. And I know this Mm. one's different because um, people are reading them to each other. One, One person who's an occupational therapist told me a week after she bought it that she'd used it with her clients every day since she'd got it wow. you know she read a part yeah. like the one about a better word for old or mm. something like that so it's sort of got a life of its own because it's just necessary at the moment i think
0: mm. Mm. do you want um do you want to read one now will you read something from
1: there yeah well, i'll let you choose oh god these don't be fooled by all these little <laughs> bits of paper that's oh. i hadn't thought <laughs> i told you i didn't prepare some no paper. no 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 um i mean i
0: can request but i'd rather you choose oh
1: yeah that's not fair (laughs) um why don't you request
0: (laughs) well i like the one that i've heard you read a couple of times that's near the start um where you describe your uh, family and you talk about basically taking the role of your parents becoming oh yes and maybe that's a good one to read
1: yeah um i'm terrible voices voices so um, that's page twelve. All right. Yeah, yeah, I like this one. <clears throat> and I mean, I say at the beginning of the book that it's not about me; it's about you. And yeah. what I mean by that is that we all had parents, and we've all got voices in our head, you mm, know, from yeah. our parents, for better or for worse. And mine, it's actually ties in with what I said before um, about the heaven adventure. Okay, yeah. voices. Once upon a time, there were six little girls. All my stories start like this. And we all lived happily, giggling and squabbling and jumping and wriggling and climbing wild and running free and hi- hiding deep in a magic macrocarpa hedge. And Daddy David was a country vicar and he always said, Be kind. And he was kind. He was always kind. Now from the grave, our dear dead Daddy still reminds us to be kind and we try we do our best we try as for celia our mother every day she pushed us out the door and whispered go on have an adventure go and decades dead she still says that and we obey it's easy it's okay six old women on the same seesaw have a primer for life with just two laws, one to be and one to do. And when things start getting out of whack, the simple say-so of our parents can ease us up or down or back. I need my mother. I need my father. I am my mother. I am my father now.
0: Hmm. Is that the one you meant? Mm, That is the Mm. one I meant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love that.
1: Mm, That's good. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I can remember when I was doing something at Massey, a I think, and we, ah, this was the 70s. We had sensitivity groups as part of it. (laughs) Can you believe it? Pretty scary. And um, that's when I discovered almost everybody in this group had had parents, one or other, who said, Basically, you're not good enough, and um, you know never praise them, and right, just, yeah, they yeah. had some sort of meanness or yeah. coldness or something that had still affected them. But jeeves, we were lucky. I mean, because our parents were kind, and they were very busy doing other things too. Mm, mm. And because we were six, that was good. We weren't sort of fussed over like. Um, yeah, yeah. Might be the risk now. <laughs> yeah, and that's a yeah. That's a good place. Mm.
0: Mm. Place. My my uh, my other reason for asking you if um, these were always going to be poems and you and you touched on this is you've done an extraordinary amount of writing uh, too you've, much. you've you've, you've mm-hmm. well no I don't mean that you've covered a lot of different stories and also a lot of you've worked in a lot of different mediums. Mm. So you're a poet, mm. but you're but you're not just a poet, uh, or you're a poet and you apply yourself. In other, I don't know mm. how you look at it, but you apply, mm. you know you have written pl- plays, novels, other non nonfiction, mm. um, blogs, mm. and you have written um, as essentially as a teacher you've written. Mm. You know you've in, taught people how to write.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yes, I feel like a poet at my core, but I'm also a teacher, so, Mm. and I love
0: I was going to say, those are the two things that kind of together come through in in your work, (laughs) the work of yours that that I know.
1: And I think, you know, as a teacher, I was a lot poet too. I was still 50%
0: poet yeah so you were teaching teaching when your first book came out
1: um, yes I was high school teaching Mm. then at that Mm. point in 1975 as you said Mm. um, when the New Zealand kind of woke up to International Women's Year and (laughs) all the publishers thought oops we forgot to publish any women quick quick me a woman poet, and so that's why there were ten <laughs> women poets published for the first time that year. Wow! Yeah, it was very wow. exciting. In fact, I was just brazen about it. I, I, um, I just emailed. and well, you don't email. I must have written a letter, I suppose, um, to Trevor Reeves, who yeah. had that wonderful Caveman Press, and said, "I notice you haven't ever published a woman. How about me?" And I just sent him a whole lot of poems, and he said, "Yes, yes, quickly." Get just published on landfall wow, okay. the islands and so people know who you are. <laughs> so that was my experience, and I I don't know that, what about the others, but um, wow. I think that was on people's mind because yeah. it was pretty obvious.
0: Mm. Which is amazing when, like, uh, not only your new book coming out this year, but last year Paula Green's book. Oh yes! Uh, mm. When I say Paula Green's book, she speaking of people that write beautifully and well and mm. often. She released three books last year, yes. but her her book uh, that is a tr- both a tribute mm. and an instructive text mm. around the kind of history of mm. female writers in New yes, Zealand.
1: It was very timely, I think. Mm. Um, and a very beautiful book, too. It's yeah. production is worthy yeah, of the contest, and you
0: feature in that. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. as one as one of the pioneers.
1: Yeah, I was in a way. Um, I think I think the world was. Oh, we got a lot of flack, you know. Um, <laughs> actually, in, in one book, I think, one of the sort of compendiums of, you know, modern, uh, New Zealand writing, there were two different articles about me because they go by genre rather than person and one of them said um, I was a strident feminist and so on which of course I like now and we were all strident. You couldn't, anything else was, I mean you're either lying down on the couch like the dog there or you open your mouth and you're instantly strident so that was funny and the other one, I think it was Alistair Patterson's article about me or that included me in something said of course Rachel McAlpine is not a feminist or would not call herself a feminist (laughs) I go what (laughs) so people were really getting their knickers in a knot about Mm. this terrible word but um, I think it was my third book was Stay at the Dinner Party and that's my most rip-roaring feminist book. It's just completely over the top. Right. Two-thirds of it is, you know, one is talking to God the Father and um, just saying enough here, basically. Yes, it's very very rude. And the other one the stay at the dinner party one is um, outrageous. And that's great! I'm so glad I wrote them, and that, people needed them at the time.
0: Did that translate into being the biggest seller, or was it the worst oh, seller as a result? What's I, your story I there? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't
1: remember. It certainly sold. It was. Yeah. Um, but my one of my memories, and that would be another book like How to Be Old, that I feel like was at the right time. Mm-hmm. I. It came out, it was Trevor Eves again, and um, there was a great botch-up about the actual production. So it took time in those days yeah, to yeah. put a book out, not like these days where yeah. you can press a button. And I wanted it in time for, I think it was either the first or the second women's convention. Um, so that was very exciting times. Mm. And um, when I was giving my reading, and I came to the point where I said, I think it's time I stop now, and this very small old woman at the back of the hall yelled out, as far as I'm concerned, you can carry on all day. <laughs> and that was Elsie Locke. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I thought, yeah, it was all new to us. We mm. just hadn't really got up the patriarchy and all that stuff until... About you know the seventies.
0: In the book, you mention one of my favourite poems. In the book is is you telling the reader that you deceive the reader, and that oh. you and that you don't always mention everything. Oh and yeah. And then that you know where your family starts and stops. Do you yes, want to read
1: that? I will read that. Yes, that's a sort of pandemic poem too, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Um, uh, da 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 da. I wish I had sort of a search facility here. Because, <laughs> uh,
0: uh, it's one of the problems of straddling the uh, the digital and the analog yes, worlds, isn't it?
1: I want to press a. Button. You need a
0: touchscreen book. Staring yeah, and yeah, staring, yeah, yeah.
1: and I, I know what it's. You
0: called. want you want those titles to be hyperlinked. Uh,
1: yes, I do. <laughs> I can't find it. Um, here we are, page thirty-two. Right. Okay. A family secret. And it is true that I almost never write about my children. Um, It's quite potent anyway Mm. to read it first. A family secret. I will never be honest with you, my reader. I will let you think my family starts and ends abruptly with mother, father, sisters. I will never let you know that I have daughters, sons, and grandchildren. I never write about them. They are the way they are. Just right. All of them gods in veils. Living gentle, shiny lives. And if that bastard death should cast his bloody eye their way, I will always bellow, look at me! I'm old! Pick me! Pick me! Here. I think... Um, and I figured quite early that it was a bit of an invasion of privacy a bit mm. presumptuous of me, I mean other people seem to be able to do it but I really didn't want to talk about them um, in poems and have other people read them, mm. funnily enough they rather like it if I did the very few times I had them, of yeah, course yeah. they do are yeah, writing yeah. about me, but I just thought you know, what if that influences the way they actually behave? Oh, it's and also, what if they read it and they think, shit, that's not me.
0: It's a fascinating uh, topic to me, because when I read that poem, I thought, you know, wow, that's clearly been a decision you have mm. made and made early, mm. as you say. Um I you know I write about Oscar a lot or I did mm. and I guess probably I'm doing that less so now because mm. he's at an age where he can search the internet himself mm. and um, find <laughs> find things yeah. and um, yeah it's it's weird th- and also just the whole the whole Facebook echo chamber mm. of people who I have never met mm telling me that they're loving learning about my son growing up which is amazing but it's it's baffling and what what is it you know what's it going to mean to him like and the other day just this week we were in um we're in what cause having a look at he was looking at all the kids books and I spied out of the corner of my eye this Robbie Williams biography Ah. and which a person had told me about that I mentioned in it and um, mm-hmm. so I said to Oscar, hey, I thought it'd be funny. I said, hey, look at this. Mm-hmm. And I flipped through the book and mm-hmm. I found not only my name, but Oscar's name, because there's oh. this whole drama that went on. Oh. And so I showed him and mm-hmm. he was quite angry. And he, ah. and he was like, and yeah. then afterwards he was kind of like, am I Am I really in that book? Was he Was he really yes. talking about me? And I said, well, you, your name is mentioned in that book. Yes. And I just thought it would be funny and kind of crazy, you yes. know, which it is. Mm-hmm. But it was really fascinating watching mm. him go. Actually, his first response mm. was essentially, even though he didn't articulate it, mm. was essentially, that's an invasion of my privacy. Yes. And, and he's right. It's, it is. And it we is get with, you know, and in many ways, we've we've given that all away in a digital world without yeah. even really, mm. you know, contemplating it, of course. Mm. But, yeah, really kind of has been a thinking point for me you know there
1: you go actually um the elsie poems are interesting because Mm. they um are they're basically advice from my one of my grandchildren when she was only about five and six four Mm. five six something like that and um i had the same thing with her because i was writing down these amazing things yeah could say the darndest things yeah and um it's just magic what they say mm.
2: and
1: what it means so i was making all these poems and then one day she was we're walking down the street and she's telling me about um how she had this power to change the government and it comes through the female line so it's just only people in the world to have it as her and her mother mm. and me And when I got home, I I wrote it down. She said, are you writing that down? And I said, (laughs) That's my thought. That's not your poem. (laughs) That's private. It's just for you and me to know. It's not for anyone else. And that's when I realized, no. And I didn't put, um, I mean, I did secretly write down her poems, but I didn't publish them until she was 15. And I asked her if it was all right. And
0: she laughed, and she was she was happy. So that's when I put in that deal. Writers, I think the <laughs> ri- writers there is a slightly I don't know if it's always sociopathic, but I think writers do need to be reminded of that. Don't yeah they? You know, yeah yeah. The, the thought to me. Yeah, mm. that yeah that you know I'm 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 still contemplating this because I'm still finalizing selections of works for this book of of poems of mine, and oh, I mean okay. it's all it's all there. Yeah. But. I'm on the fence about a couple of them that, yeah. that name family members mm, or, yeah. or, or name um, at least the relationship. And I think they're quite... And I really think they're quite good poems, but they're really fucking savage.
2: Mm,
0: I really feel yeah. a, quite stink about it. Yeah, And I, I never did. I've, sh- I've shared them before. I've read yes. them. I like them. Yeah. Um, but seeing, seeing them in... in in the framework that they're mm. going to be in a finished book oh, yes. is making that's me feel slightly yeah. like, and then I go, Am I pulling a punch if I do, you exactly, know, because that's right. not my style? Like, shouldn't I put no. it there?
1: <laughs> no, it's yeah, not weird.
0: Your style. <laughs> no, so I'm having those sorts of, yeah, yeah,
1: I guess it's something you have to decide over and over mm. again. And mm. if it, I'm never really thought about what other people would think about my poems It's mm, um, the best way, right? Mostly I don't at all mm. um, In fact, with my first book came up, I, I still didn't think about that at all. I was 35 and a friend said, well I love them, but Aren't you worried about what other people will think? Mm. And I was astounded. I just never actually thought about it. Mm. (laughs) And maybe I should. Did that
0: come up? Like, did did you get challenged by? No, no. People at all around. No, no. Why did you write this?
1: Although the main the main, I read them now, and I think what they should have said is, (laughs) get that woman to a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) She is very unhappy. The very first book, Mm, not mm, the, mm. I mean, not the
0: feminist
1: Mm. um, manifesto one, so I'll stand by them any day. But they're not personal, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So personal about yourself.
0: You said, you wonder if people would have said, get her to a doctor, she's clearly not happy.
1: Yes. No, I wasn't happy at all.
0: <laughs> when did you When did you work that out? Oh,
1: many years later. Yeah. Because I mean, you don't go back and read your yeah. old books, do you? I mean, I don't.
0: Oh, mm. well, I, don't, I only have one uh, so far, so yeah, <laughs> so I I haven't. Um, no. And I probably I oh, probably won't. I read my first novel again. Not I couldn't yeah. read the Hollyoaks. Yeah. Terrible.
1: <laughs> you know, it was Penguin who published that, mm. and it was. You know, there's lovely bits in it, but really, did needed a radical editing, or, or just it needed them to say that very nice retcon. i write another one. That's really would have been the best of oh. that. But anyway, I don't care. But um, I have.
0: <laughs> um, I, I will occasionally catch. Um, I mean, I will occasionally <laughs> actually read old reviews I've written because I'm, I'm reviewing, you know, something new by the same person, yeah. or whatever. You don't want to repeat yourself, mm. or you do want to reference it. Mm. But I will occasionally capture, uh, capture up with old reviews i've done and cringe mm. and the first mm. time i really noticed that was um when i was doing <laughs> when i was doing album reviews on good morning tv mm. years ago um someone had clearly tried to um honor my review by by grabbing their press quote and and taking it verbatim oh. but it was in you know it was an oral review Mm. so they put all the pauses and the ums and the ahs in because they I think they thought and it's on a website somewhere (laughs) and it was like oh you could have done me a favour and tidied that I mean I don't really Mm. mind because that's what I said yes but it cracked me up that Mm. they were they. I just Mm. got this feeling Mm. oh they actually think this is the right thing to Mm. do when it would have read better you know you're talking about things needing a good edit (laughs) so I had that function where that's happened where you go oh god that's (laughs) embarrassing and I've flat out Mm. seen things and Mm -hmm. gone Mm. God, you know, why did I say that mm. like that? But it's a lot easier to uh, live with that when it's a review, you know, that I imagine in yeah. a mm. book, like a novel. Oh. A novel would be. I don't care. I no, no, no. I know, but I but pretty weird. Though. Of course really not. But that's what I mean. You'd have that moment where you go, "Wow, God. what was that all about?" Yes. And then you, you know, it's not mm. like you want to strike it from the record. Yeah. It's too late.
1: It's quite funny because, um, you know, I was thinking as I was coming here that. Some of my books they vanish without trace. Um, I can think of three books that's happened to. Mm. One was uh, one of my a good book of poems, you know, not mm. one that was worth reading. Uh, a warehouse burnt down in Queensland or mm. somewhere where, where they were all stored, and then there was one of my, or well, the American version of Web Word Wizardry, so about writing for the web. Mm. Uh, that was a wonderful publisher, Ten Speed Press. And then they got bought up by somebody else who couldn't be bothered with it. Right. And um, there was another episode, something else like that. And so, so you get a terrible book like um, The Limits of Green mm. that's still out there, probably <laughs> in libraries and things, and sold quite a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. And. Oh, My favourite novel is Humming. I I love that novel that I read. I will read that again any day. But oh, that was, yes, that was um, Hazard Press. And they went into receivership. Mm. So they all got shoveled off to some, um, either to the dump or a warehouse or something. They've never seen the light of day. So nobody's read that book. And it's, yeah, it's a beauty.
0: (laughs) It's funny. Yeah. Do you have copies of them all?
1: Have you, um, I've you probably that,
0: got about well, two. I've yeah. probably
1: got about two or three of Right,
0: so not everything.
1: I think I've got a copy of everything. Yeah, And yeah. when... The,
0: no, that's what I mean. You have, like, at least one, got at one. Least. one yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm always baffled why people wouldn't hang on to... Yeah. You know, I interviewed the, um, the musician, Nick Lowe, recently, the songwriter, and I was telling him, you know... A gushing about how wonderful this particular record was Mm. that's uh, a super group it was Mm. called Little Village and it's him and Rai Kuda and and John Hyatt and they're they're all legends Mm. and he said I haven't heard that record in years I I don't actually have a copy and that (laughs) like I I get that someone that's put out 30 records might not keep every record and you have to move on but that just really stopped me in my tracks I was like that's one of the greatest albums I've heard and you, you just you've just moved on you do, you know I guess it's kind of admirable and it's different with, with mm. musicians mm. but I'm I'm amazed with writers that don't you know like mm. I've got a copy of my book mm. that I wrote eight years mm. ago it's in my son's room mm. and I yeah. don't ever intend to look at it but I'm not going to get rid of it like, no you know no. like you've got to hang on to um, it
1: I think I tend these days I tend to quickly give all my sisters and children yeah, yeah, a copy yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's that yeah
0: know. that's your author copies done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's bit, but it, it, it's just amazing it's to me that amazing. someone would... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a You can't... I don't know why you wouldn't want to mm. hang on to it for your files, basically. Uh,
1: very interesting authors... Um, well, I don't know what cases are um, a successful romance writers mm, like mm. Robin Donald and Daphne de Jong, mm. for example, um, because their books would be published in so many different yeah, languages yeah and they might have like 12 different editions of one yeah. book and they'll have a huge library
0: yeah yeah and I've it's been,
1: interesting it's cool i've been in um it is cool.
0: i've been at sylvie simmons house in san francisco and she wrote that really popular biography of leonard Cohen a few years ago and that's been translated and put out <laughs> in many different editions and yes. she has a copy of I, well pretty much every version yeah. of it and mm. it's awesome because yeah. she she sometimes finds out about the translations after they're done like mm. Uh, mm. the Chinese version and mm. um and uh, one of the other ones and mm. turned up when I was there and so she's probably got 30 copies of this <laughs> it's one uh, that's just cold because just, yeah. they look different you yeah. know yeah. and uh, uh, you know yes there's a certain vanity attached but yeah. there is to all writing isn't there if you're if yes, you're presenting exactly. it to people, if you're standing yeah. up and reading it, or mm. sending it to a publisher, or pressing play on your own blog, mm. there is a vanity. You've, yeah. co- you've crossed the line already on yeah. some level, and that's, <laughs> that's okay. Right. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. people really. <laughs> yeah, insufferable. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's not something to aspire to.
0: <laughs> well, what's kept you at it?
1: Oh, I just can't help it. Yeah, yeah. really.
0: Is yeah. it a compulsion?
1: Yeah, I just love it. So why wouldn't I? It
0: doesn't hurt anybody. Mm. Yeah, I love your approach to it because your as like uh, your blogs and your podcasts Mm. are um, they. I mean, they feel like they are for you as Mm. much as they're for anyone else, and 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 they are. are. No, no, no. (laughs) I mean that in a good way. I mean, I I feel the same way about my stuff. You know, I totally. You know, I do this for me. Mm. I do it for anyone yeah. that's listening and I do it for anyone that wants to read mm. and all of that as well. But mm. if, I mean, the numbers aren't convincing me that I should stick at it. It's not the mm. numbers that are making me mm. do it. No. The pay is not, you know, making me stick at it. It's no. it's me. <laughs> And a certain um, inability to be able to do anything else, yeah. and a stubbornness <laughs> to to not be able to see that the trend is long past or whatever. But mm. but it's mm. better than you know, it's better than a lot of bad hobbies, right? Yeah, it
1: absolutely is. Yeah, I kind of um, took quite a lot of time, maybe twenty years. I was really focused on discovering everything there was to know about. How digital writing was yeah. going to be different from analog writing, and um, what
0: what lit the fuse there for you? Just um, just the idea of
1: it was the first time I I went to a little what can I say I had about three different shots at seeing this thing they called it the um, information highway. Mm, that's and, right. And uh, first time was in Japan. It was just as I was leaving there, there was Ritsumeikan University was going to have a. Mm. Um, seminar on this information Mm. superhighway but of course as always happened the internet connection broke down so Mm. it just didn't happen we didn't (laughs) see it but i thought oh this sounds interesting so i got back to new zealand and um there was a somebody was running a seminar on it and he had slides which were screenshots of web pages Mm. so again there's no internet connection <laughs> yeah, yeah, in that yeah.
0: hall. Or, or Here's the proof this exists. Yes, and as yeah.
1: yes, he talked and I just looked at it and I thought, I just thought this changes everything. Yeah, mm. You know, and at first other people didn't really used to see it. You know, the whole search and your eye scanning and your, the way things move around, you can't design them, so they just stay in one place. Quite primitive times, mm. but... Um, And a hundred other things, well maybe six other things, Mm. that were really, really different. So I just wanted to explore it and I thought, um, oh there must be a book about this somewhere. But there wasn't, so I wrote one. Mm. And um, people in America who should know, they were kind of web content specialists themselves, they said that I wrote the first book in the world about writing for the web, as we quaintly called it in those Mm. days. Mm. And it was just, it was a bit like this growing old thing, I just like a dog with a bone, between, bone mm. in my teeth. I just mm. couldn't let it go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's more here. There's more here. <laughs> What's really going on? Mm. <laughs> anyway, I've given that up. So
0: that's good. Um, but I, what, Why a, have you given it up? Oh, You've uh, explored it too. And now yeah, now go, it's not needed. No, oh, it's needed. Well, but it's, it, yeah.
1: it, well um, in my little company we had... I did heaps of tutorials, mm. online tutorials for people who were learning it, but of course, all that technology changes too, and it yeah. was time to just completely redo everything, or we'll stop. So it just seemed like a good time to sell the business and move on. Mm, <laughs> yeah, but I found talking about this pay and why we do this mm. stuff like writing and so on, I had a nice little breakthrough over um, lockdown. Mm. I um, thought, well, I don't have my income anymore, so what do I do? It would be nice to have a bit of extra money. Uh, and I thought for a little bit about Patreon, and mm. then it dawned on me. If I go into Patreon, then I have to do more stuff, especially for the people who are so kind enough to give me money. Mm. And that's not what I do. I want everything to be free. Mm. Otherwise, I, I've got a lot more money, and they're the elite. And I didn't want an elite. And mm-hmm, I just wanted mm-hmm. to do what I wanted to do. So I just put up a little button um, saying, you know, you make a donation if you feel like to. it. Yeah, yeah. And um, having done that, so the first time I put it up, I, I got a really, you know, a worthwhile chunk of money. I mm-hmm. thought, oh, that's very cool. Now, I never have to do anything with other people's rules anymore Mm, i can mm. just do my funny little podcast and write my funny little books and do my terrible drawings and um (laughs) well i mean at 80 i should be doing what i like shouldn't I? yeah
0: oh i think we should yeah absolutely and i I think we should be at any age i mean i've had my my um epiphanies in the last year have been to start playing the drums again and not care what anyone thinks about it, to start playing basketball Mm. or shoot hoops. Mm. And I'm pretty terrible at it, but I really enjoy doing it. You know, I think somewhere, like I used to be better at it, Mm. obviously, and I used to be much better at sport, and I think maybe that held something over me for a long time. Like I was a really good hockey player, Mm. and then I gave that up, or it gave Mm. up me, Mm. or both, and Ooh. so maybe I thought like oh well I I'm, I'm not really allowed on a sports field ever again even in my own spare time you know and yeah. the same thing with uh, I've never been good at drawing but it doesn't mean I can't give it a go no. I'm not trying to get people to pay me for it no. I'm not I'm not knocking on the doors of cafes and saying display my mm. work I can share my picture mm. my stupid picture on mm. my Facebook page mm. if I want to and people can tell me it's shit or it's good if they want to and if i feel i need that or just want to do that i can and that's that makes it all valid you know and yes. it was, it's it's weird that that was a process for me like yeah well finding it's not that weird
1: because the world is telling yeah everybody you've got to be the best yeah person. yeah we reward See, the best yeah you you know young people are my heart bleeds for them because you know i look back and i cannot remember ever people expecting that i should be the best at things mm. it, it annoyed me when um we had these iq tests and i it's a it's a story i've told a million times but you know iq tests were the thing at the mm. time mm. and um i was a great daydreamer so the teachers told my parents that they thought i might be intellectually handicapped and in please and my mother's answer to that was well get her tested again <laughs> and um Um, then they decided I was a genius and that was both complete rubbish and I knew it at the time so that was the only pressure when the teachers knew I was supposed to be a stupid genius, just rubbish Mm. um, they did expect a little more from me, which I couldn't give, I thought, oh no, what do you mean I could do better, I can't, I'm doing fine, Mm. but nowadays um, you know, because I'm sort of reading other people's blogs and non-commercial ones, the sort mm. of hobby ones even, you have hundreds, thousands, millions of people telling other people how they can succeed and be the very, very best. You know, my motto is kind of very, very good is good enough. You
0: mm, know, mm. get over it. Yeah, well, totally. We can't all be the best. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah. Like this thing that uh, was always leveled at, at, at me and at, and at loads of people that, that do reviewing mm. is, you know, what, what makes you think... you know you know like why do you Mm. think you've got the answers Mm. and okay i'm not here to defend reviewing because it's absolutely a parasitic and dying art um (laughs) but but no yeah well it is but (laughs) but but you know i'm still hanging on to the side of it for god knows why but but um the thing is uh, you know i don't i don't think i've got the answers uh, i'm i'm writing cuz i'm curious about yeah, it like i'm curious. baffled i'm mm. i'm disappointed mm. or i'm blown away like whatever it is and the response changes mm. um but you're actually writing to try and find out mm. the answers and to try and find mm. out what you know or or mm. why you even mm. you know the worst thing you can possibly review uh, whatever it is a book uh, a movie anything is to simply basically do a big tick and say well it's all here
2: mm. it, this mm.
0: this is book shaped and mm. has pages with words on it <laughs> you know this this movie went into my dvd player and it worked and, <laughs> you, and, and everyone in it turned up and read their lines you know i mean <laughs> that's awful right like that's the worst so saying something is amazing and here's why or this really disappointed me mm. and here's why doesn't make it correct but that's why mm. you do it mm. and,
1: Yes, and if you simultaneously had that idea that you had to be perfect and the best and beat everybody else at it, that would really, really ruin the fun, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I mean, you know, and I I've got a book of poems coming out, and I've been a reviewer, and mm. I still am a reviewer. And you know, do I think? Oh, I'm going to get crucified? I don't care no, because no. I don't think I don't think people will review it anyway. But I if they do, th- it doesn't matter.
1: I don't think reviews make no. people buy a book. No. No, which is totally um, the sort of concrete results you could get. They're you know interesting to listen to. Yeah, and
0: and just but I just don't think and they don't exist on the level that they used to either. No, there isn't the there isn't the uh, institution you know Mm. for them. So so most people that review things these days um, tend to fall, even if they can be angry and upset with things, mm. they still fall into the category of some sort of passionate fan that's doing it as a hobby. Really, yes, right? like yes. They're not supported mm. by, unless mm. it's the New York Times, mm. something like yeah. that, and that's mm. beyond mm. our reach. It is a bit, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and yeah. if you don't have sort of critical, mass of reviews, then mm. you don't have a context if you're, you're coming to it fresh and um, as a reader.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, that does make a difference too, doesn't it?
0: Mm, yeah, totally. Now, did you um, suffer at all with reviews yourself earlier on when there were oh, reviews? Or um, were was you kind, mostly kindly oh, treated Oh, mostly
1: people? very kindly. Mm. I thought, um, yeah. I've well, that's the other thing about it. reviews. But, not, is in, but I have had bad ones. I had one that... Um, I remember it was in Landfall, I think. I tore it out yeah. and burnt it over the seat <laughs> page by page. It was just, I thought, I never, wow. never, never want to read that again. And uh, it was a very, very personal one. I, I think I can remember one line. Rachel McAlpine thinks of herself as a cute little sex kitten. Oh, wow. And I thought it was quite interesting. But yeah, <laughs> looking yeah. back... Uh, So there was a
0: man that wrote that?
1: No, no, I don't know. No doubt. I wouldn't say that necessarily. (laughs) But I think it was... yeah, it was a case of irony uh, not working. Yeah, yeah wow. <laughs> Perhaps isn't, it was an autistic person who isn't it, was, it was wow. just uh, in a blank spot. Yeah, there, maybe I don't know. Isn't
0: is it, it, it funny that I ask you about reviews and the one that you can. Or maybe remember it was somebody who
1: just didn't like me.
0: Yeah, yeah that's more yeah, 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 there is yeah.
1: There's certainly people like that.
0: But isn't <laughs> it funny that that's the one you can remember yeah. as the bad one? That's a human oh, nature no, thing, I, isn't it?
1: I remember. I don't remember word for word ones, but I, I, I've got to say your review yeah. was. Not only terrifically flattering, but it was, I just felt, oh, you get me, you get this book, you absolutely get it. And I, that's a lovely feeling. I love oh, it. Oh, cool. Yes, and I've learned things from reviews. I, for example, my very first book of poems, um, I certainly didn't know what I was doing, but that didn't stop me. Mm. And one reviewer said, um, I hadn't, that my, something about random imagery, and I thought, that's absolutely right. There's no coherence. There's mm. no, one poem might have, well, that's all the fashion now, just mm. <laughs> a different image every line. It's mm. um, quite fun to do. But no, I, that was something I actually learnt. And thought, no, I'm going to pay attention to that. And so that sometimes happens, and that's yeah. really nice. But yeah. you no, know, mostly just think, oh, that's, that's good for that.
0: <laughs> uh, uh. well I, like, I mean so what what made you decide to do the podcasting that you're doing um
1: i think it's a bit of a pattern just a different medium and it's free yeah uh. don't pay a thing mm. or oh, i might i can't remember but i don't have any equipment except yeah, yeah. for my um uh, my nice mic and it's very much something you can do for yourself. I haven't the faintest idea if more than two people have ever looked at it, listened yeah, to it, but yeah. somehow I
0: don't care. Well, I've listened <laughs> to a few of them and I mm. really like it. I like your format because, mm. uh, you know, what, one thing that's, I mean, I'm really used to it now, but mm. um, I still really enjoy it. But this in these podcasts that I do, I've had quite a few people sit and read poems to me. Mm. And the first couple, I still remember the first time it happened, mm. the first couple of times it was very intense, ah,
2: you know, because mm. it's
0: like, you're reading for an audience to listen to
2: yeah. at a
0: later date, but mm. you're really just reading to an audience of one, me, Yes, and mm. I am, the, I have to be that audience, yeah. but my job is to hold the microphone and capture it for a, <laughs> for a potential audience, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, so we've got, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just really interesting, mm. and um, and it was, Hannah Baker was the first person oh, that wow. sat in this room and read to me, mm. and my jaw was on the ground, really mm. at the at, at the end of that. Like the whole sort of process of I felt still feels very privileged, but mm. like anything, I've done it a lot now, so I'm used to it. Yeah. So you're you, uh, and so listening to your podcast is cool because you're essentially often doing a poetry reading. Um, for for anyone that might be listening, yes. so you don't know what your audience is. You, no. As you say, you don't no. you don't know if more than two people have ever heard it. But <laughs> but there's something compelling about the idea that you want to share it, yeah,
1: it's and fun. that it's mm. it's it's somewhere to put it. Yeah. Um, actually, I think. That's part of the appeal of having a, a blog. Mm. Um, in fact, the first few blogs I had, I used really as databases. Yep. And otherwise my poems were in bits of paper all over the house and 50 million notebooks. But um, I had a private blog that mm. was just nobody else could mm. see. Mm. But of course it's searchable, so yeah, you, can, yeah, yeah. you can find stuff. Yeah. And um, it was quite a secure feeling. But then I thought, oh, well, why not let people see it?
0: Well, it's practice, right? Mm. Like so, it's yeah. practice reading, and the same is true of blogging. Is mm. that it, you know, on one level, one one version and one type of blogging is mm. that it's writing practice. Mm, you know, yeah. when I, when I wrote a daily music blog for stuff for eight years, <laughs> I it it both sharpened mm. me and killed me, yes. frankly, because yes. because. because you know several people said and i knew this myself oh maybe you shouldn't do it every day maybe you should do it once or twice a week but if you only do it once or twice a week you don't have the audience and no, that was what was no, for no. that sort of thing and that's yeah. what was but it definitely took at times it took the fun of it yeah uh, away but it meant that you know when you had to go and review a concert and you only had 10 minutes to write it you could do it because i was the muscle was
2: yeah. Was there?
0: Yeah. It, it was so well mm. used, you know, yeah. well flexed. It, it was it was getting a workout. Mm.
1: Yes, that daily stuff is interesting. Mm. I love doing the daily drawings, but when life changed and we yeah. uh, opened up again, I just don't do it. I just do it when I feel like I need one, and I you know I kind of miss it. But there isn't enough time in the day. But I thought, well, you know, to do something daily for a while is a really good thing. Mm. But there must be a point where it starts to get a drag. Mm. The Mm. same thing, I I actually blogged practically every day during lockdown. Mm. And um, I'm just easing off now and realising the temptation is just to not do it for a couple of weeks. (laughs) Uh, It's a very different process in your brain, isn't it? Well, uh,
0: you lose... a match fitness if you Absolutely. turn off for a while. That's quite right. Yeah, mm. there is that. And mm. so like I write every day one way or another mm. and and feel completely compelled to and mm. sometimes uh, I probably didn't need to basically but I still do it. Mm. And, and, you know, uh, that's just me and mm. what I've become mm. Mm. and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but... If I do have more than... And I, I like my time off. Mm. But if I do have too much time off, mm. I think, well, well, I've done that. I won't do that again. Yeah. It's very easy. It feels... Which is interesting. Because yeah. uh, in a way, mm. I've created the chains for myself. Mm.
1: Well, it's an interesting thing when you're old, um, having this commitment. It might not be a daily one because we get a bit slower.
2: No.
1: Um, at the moment... I'm not writing every day, but I'm editing every day. I'm going through the blog of Doris Carnevale. Mm-hmm. Now she's, um, this is in Seattle, I think. She's 98 now, and she's a retired professor of nursing. And people asked her, would she write, and she's written textbooks about aging. Mm. <laughs> and now she's the subject. She's her own lab rat, as she says. Mm. And so she's writing about the process of aging and what she does about it in her own body. And um, where was I going with that? can't remember. Um, yeah, no, it's about something she said.
2: Mm.
1: About She said it several times, that actually doing this blogging thing, which she thought she never could do, and it's a completely mm. different style, and the whole business of actually examining her own um, self her age-related changes and how she deals with them in a quite a systematic way it's given her a huge burst of energy she just feels younger and stronger and Uh. more alive uh because she's got this weekly blog so all week she's thinking of ideas and um it's yeah, it's rewarding in itself, very yeah. much. So I'm taking that on board as I'm yeah, editing yeah, yeah. over Yeah, yeah, Rachel, don't just give up just because you're eighty. That's you're just a chicken Well, now.
0: well, <laughs> well, thinking about writing is writing. Yeah, it And and research yeah. is a very flexible word mm. these days, but mm. it's still it's valid. Mm. Like you know, I've I'm my problem for myself is that I'm I'm. I'm caught in a trap where I'm always working, never working. You know, uh, it's hard, and that's yep. that's my sort of problem mm. that I'm trying to n- mm. navigate through that tunnel. Is I that everything I do feels like work. Yeah. Uh, arguably, not much of it is valid work. Mm. Uh, not much of it is financially financially rewarding work in, mm. in terms of the validity. Mm. Um, and I'm okay with a certain amount of that, but it's you know it's like yeah. So Gotta eat. That's right. It's it's working, and you've got to have balance in your household mm, around you do. who's doing what and mm. and 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 where the contributions come mm. from and so forth, and and balance within yourself. Mm. I mean, that's the other thing that your podcast mm. um, touches on, mm. is you know you have really good tips around meditation and Mm -hmm. uh, what well-being mindfulness Mm. and these are things you've what practiced for quite some time
1: yes so i must have been writing a poem about it and then talking about Mm. it yes well that's all came from my boot camp for the bonus years my year of Mm. (laughs) paying attention to all these things and yes no i do i have a good life i'm I live alone, so that's a plus and a minus, but it suits my who I am. Mm. <laughs> I'm not very good at living with people. And I I dance. I belong to a, the Crow's dance, mm. and also a, a Hawaiian hula group, which is absolutely Did gorgeous. you come to
0: dancing late in life, or was it something yes. you've always um, enjoyed?
1: Well, I, I, at high school I did ballroom dancing, mm. and... Um, I think I did. I've sort of done odd little bits, but I mean, I'm a terrible dancer, like your
0: like yourself, is what you were going to say. No, (laughs) you're pointing at me, and you can just tell. Like your drawing, you you can just tell. I know. Drawing, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, But I love that, and I go to a couple of Pilates classes a week, and I. So, I, I mean, I keep, keep fit, that's for mm, sure, but mm. I have a nice social life too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very But, it's, but
0: it's mind fitness as well, isn't it? I mean, mm. it's all one, but it's not yeah. just a body fitness. No. These things no. you're talking about, mm. they're there a are real one. mind yeah, fitness.
1: absolutely. And I, I do meditate every day and I do not very long. And I do a little Tai Chi every day. So I I love rituals. Well, I love habits. I'm really into habits. Yeah. And when you're getting old, they really stand you in good stead. Because if you're making a decision every day, will I do meditate or will I do Tai Chi today, Mm. then it's not going to happen, actually. So And they all help to keep you yeah keep you going mm.
0: and why did you want to publish this as a book if you could have mm. you could have just oh
1: no it's you got know, to be a book got to be yeah. a book so it's got to be a book absolutely That's are you a, a,
0: is that just because you're a i mean you've written so many but are you a true book believer you
1: um, know well when it's in a book it's all together you mm. know you can pick it up there it is i'm just waving it around and you can hold it in your hand and um the poems are also floating around the web, and they're on
0: yeah, 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 and
1: so on. But they're kind of random, and they're in the ether. Um, but people like the book; they're going in and buying five copies for oh. their friends, and because it's something you can give someone, you can't give somebody
0: no a, a link or yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. You, can, you
1: can do that. You can
0: share it, it, but it's not giving it. No, and half the time.
1: People ignore it anyway. That's right. Three quarters of the it's time, it's spam. Or more. But a book <laughs> is a real thing yeah and, um, that's the way it works. No it's yeah. interesting
0: isn't it because it's, mm. a, it's a validation on one level mm. obviously but it's, it is about um, it is about making a container.
1: Yes it, 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 that's right it's got the covers it is contained and they belong together they um, you know when they're together in a certain order. On the page between the covers, Mm. that's very different from encountering one poem here and one poem there. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I remember
0: uh, Mary, our our publisher, Mm. as she Mm. is at the moment, is going to be publishing my book and has just published yours. She said um, to me, um, much like what you're talking, she Mm. was. She said, when your poems are all in a book, Mm. it'll give them a different shape. Yes, Uh, they'll feel different. In it's some true. ways, and they will, you know, you will access them differently for reading. Mm. I think she was saying this because I was fumbling pages everywhere at a reading and I lost a page. I think she was part of it. I yeah. think she was actually just saying, like, we'll make you a bit more organized in the future. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. but also there is a, you know, I've thought about that a lot. As I say, when, mm. I, when I saw a couple of the nastier lines that I've got, mm. They seem they're more potent because they get. Go- yeah, they're yeah. going into a book. Even yeah. though you can find them online, mm-hmm. there is a difference. And the yeah. other
1: thing about publishing a book is um, that uh, you, you know the edits, the editing process that happens mm. because you're going to publish a book. Poems that you thought were perfect, they are so not. And mm. um, so it, it's really good creatively to get a book out. It gives you an incentive and. You know, it's match fitness again.
0: Yeah, and did you rework when you oh, went okay. the edit? Do you rework them quite a lot?
1: Oh, forever. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but and that, when they're in the book, they're stuck. They, you yeah, know. that's right. Yeah, so yeah, you put yeah, them yeah. On the web, you can if you can be bothered, you yes. go back and think. Well, that's a bit of a mishmash. I think I'll yeah. change that, but nobody cares. But here, they're done. That's the version.
0: I think that's good. I've I've started to notice that too with the mm. edits coming through with mm. my book. I was like it's not that I'm opposed to editing, I'm I'm very much for it, but I'm still learning, mm. and I, I've loved it, that mm. process so mm. far, I've gone, and you know, when there's been suggestions about things, mm. it's like, man, this is spot on. It yeah. makes yeah. it better, that's good, like, yeah. yep, I'm all for that. There's There's mm. been nothing that I've had to go, mm. no, this is the way it's supposed to be, like, oh, I, you, <laughs> you know. know
1: what? I've never had my poems edited properly before. Yeah, well this is new for really me doesn't... too. And I we went back and forth, and I don't agree, and she doesn't agree always, but it's been very, very healthy and mm. it just shine things yeah, up. Yeah, no, I love it. I really think it's really excellent.
0: Mm. Mm. They it's deserve a good...
1: that. You book them, I sure.
0: Will you do another book? I don't know. I might be dead. Do you feel well you might be, but anyone might be. You know, like there's you know so <laughs> True. you know, will no. you do you think mm. are you thinking ahead mm. to a potential no, next I'm book? Not. Or are I'm you very clean likely. slate at the moment.
1: Clean slate at the moment. I've got yeah. to do Midorah's um carnival yeah. book. I've got to do a lot of readings so sort of lined up and um, I'll just enjoy this one and see what happens. You're yeah. good
0: at the readings, did you always were you always good at them? <laughs> <laughs> I, think,
1: um, I think... Or did you always like them? Yeah, yeah, except the very first time, might have been the time that Fiona talked about our first mm, reading
2: mm.
1: up at the settlement or somewhere. Um, it was the days when women wore, they called them hostess skirts. They <laughs> were just basically long skirts. And there was this table we were sitting behind and had a tablecloth so nobody could see your legs. Mm. And I was standing up there. My top half was... Very competent, I believe, very good. Mm. And my bottom half was my knees going bang, bang, <laughs> bang, bang, <laughs> all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to get very nervous. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't now. I think, you know, once I thought, why don't I get nervous? I thought, well, i've read to the empress of japan and a little soiree i've read at nambasa and places where bongo drummers people would wander (laughs) on the stage and bang their bongo drums and everything in between and why would i get nervous you know it's just a reading i'll just do my best but i think my father's influence was good too because he as he gave the service like he really meant it and he was thinking about it so i've I've avoided the press. But he had,
0: he had, voice. he had to be his best each time. Yes, basically, he did. Right? Too. Like he, he was really
1: to... present, actually. Yes. that would be it. Yeah, he, I remember him being present in the way that other people were. So I try to be present, but I enjoy it. No, it's lovely. I love the. Audience. No,
0: you're 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 good at it, but not everyone is. Like, <laughs> and some poets, and we, I'm not naming names, but some poets are so fantastic on the page, mm. and not good. Mm. Uh, on the stage Mm. and and absolutely the vice versa some some really exist to be on the stage yeah and you take it away and look at on the page and and which is true of music too some some music is better suited to live performance that's right yes um Mm. so it's it's Mm. it's interesting and then some people like yourself can do both and i was always interested in people writing Sam Huntoff as a performance poet because I think his work's incredible on the page. It's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yes. And um, that opinion might be moderated now. With the I think whole, so, yeah. Um, not only for Sam, because he's mm. a terrific poet, mm. but um, with the whole new generation writing performance poetry. Mm. Yeah, that's and right. And I always write mine to read aloud because mm. that's part of the process, reading reading mm. it to the dog or the cat. Um, mm. Uh, Billy Collins said they should be your first audience but, mm, mm. Um, because it's very different yeah
0: do you want to um, is there anything that I should have asked you that I haven't no you've got, we've had,
1: got we've me had, going we've going had a nice long. chat
0: you were going to talk for 20 minutes uh, well, do you know been, how long it's been no 25 <laughs>
1: Uh seventy five.
0: Oh jeepers, nobody's yeah. gonna listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's actually one of the shortest ones.
1: Oh good. This bet. is where this oh, is where I my could,
0: podcasts and yours are uh, yes, different. Like do you wanna notes. do you wanna um finish with a poem?
1: Yes, yeah, sure.
0: Of your choice.
1: Oh, uh, what shall I choose? Um Maybe I'll choose one of Elsie's because she's very Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Um oh. Yes, this is Elsie's vocational guidance.
0: Right.
1: You have to say something when they ask, and they always ask, but I haven't decided yet. I might be an anthropologist, or I might be a lady with a nail polish shop, or I might be both, and in my spare time, I might be a ballerina. When I get tired of being a ballerina, I will have a baby called Hannah, and she will be my friend but I can't have two friends called Hannah, so I'll give my baby Hannah to my other friend, Layla. Actually, I won't get tired of being a ballerina.